0: Welcome back to Frank Film Club, the club for lovers and makers of film. I'm Maisie Williams,
2: I am an actor and producer. I'm Lowry Roberts and I'm a filmmaker and producer. Hello,
3: I'm Hannah Williams and I am a casting director. And welcome to our club, take one. Hi everyone, it's Hannah here. We are in between series three and four of Frank Film Club And can't wait to bring you the next series. But in the meantime, we've all recently watched the film Pleasure. And if you've seen it, you'll know that it's one that you can't wait to talk about as soon as you've watched it. And then we found out that we could have Ninja Tyberg, who directed the film, join us on Frank Film Club. So we thought we'd better do a bonus episode before it comes out on MUBI. So Ninja will be joining us a little bit later on to discuss the process of how she made the film, which is such an interesting conversation. Uh, She did extensive research into the porn industry and how she made sure that she was representing everything authentically. Um, And for me, the most interesting part of how she was cast in the project and how she looked after the talent when the scenes are very sensitive, shall we say. Pleasure came out in 2021 and was nominated for a biffer and was nominated at Sundance as well. And it's out on Mubi on the 17th of June and you should really watch it. It's such an interesting portrayal of the porn industry and something that we don't usually get to see in this lens from a female director. The film is about Bella Cherry who moves from Sweden to LA to make a career for herself in the porn industry. She wants to be a star. And we follow Bella, who is played by the incredible Sophia Capal, as she navigates that world and the characters that are in it. But before we dive into all of that, though, it's been a minute. Lowry, Maisie, how are you?
0: Yeah, it's been a little while. It's been good. We've all been in France. Yeah, we we Not all together, but you two went to Cannes. How was it?
2: Oh my gosh, it was absolutely hilarious. We were absolutely <laughs> awful at Cannes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We basically just had a working holiday in the end. We just, we weren't organised. We didn't know what we were doing, where we were going.
2: (laughs) We went into a Spanish film that only had French subtitles, so we couldn't understand anything. We booked films that weren't even in Cannes, so we couldn't go to them. It went very badly, but it was great.
3: We had a lovely time together. We got to just hang out, and
0: that's like the greatest gift. Exactly. And why are you in France, Maisie? Well... I've been filming in France I was in Paris which was good um yeah it's been really lovely I love the way that uh people work in France it's like everyone gets the work done but there's no like mad pressure and no one's like stressed audibly everyone's just like okay we're gonna be fine like we'll just it takes as long as it takes and like let's get through it and I kind of rate that it's different to the UK and the US I think I definitely
3: rate that do you think that's conducive to creating good work or do they like tend to go over the shoot days because they don't manage to get everything but they're just quite chill about it
0: well we've not really been going over unless people are just like making out like we're not going over but I feel like we're getting everything done and we're pretty on sketch
3: Um,
0: I think it's like a nice collaboration between the director and the crew where he can get it done quickly when he needs to get it done quickly like he can move on when he needs when he's like done with it you know um, so if there's things that do take longer he can like crisis control and be like okay well we can shave time here and shave time you know it's just a good mix that's so good Dafo really need
3: more of that on more projects and I think that when things go really stressful it's really there's no need for it and those problems melt away within two or three days anyway so maybe UK people are just stressful stress ads yeah a little bit I wish I could say shall we move on to this film in French can you say it (laughs) Maze absolutely not great entree s'il vous plaît (laughs) (laughs) to plaisir plaisir (laughs) okay moving on Today, as I mentioned, we're speaking about Pleasure, which came out in 2021, directed by Ninja Thyberg, who's going to be joining us later. It's a film about one girl, Balachari, who moves from Sweden to enter into the porn industry. It was nominated for a BIFA, a British Independent Film Award, in 2021, and it was also nominated at Sundance in 2021. Let's start with the basics of like what this film is about. Do you feel like this film changed your perception of the porn industry at all? I don't know that
2: it changed it, but it made me think about it. I think my thoughts were already pretty in line with, I think, what the film is trying to say. But I'm really glad that I
0: saw it. I, I think it did change my perception a little. I think because there's so much shaming of women who are in the porn industry, I had always wanted to kind of like have this lens where it's like everything is great and they are in control so and it's their choice and I support that and like that's kind of like the message that I've been trying to think like I've been trying to be like you know their body their choice which it still is and I still agree with but I think that that then also puts um it makes it very hard for those women then to step forwards and be like yeah but there are things that are wrong even though I still want to do this there's things that need to change you know and I think that I got more of a sense of that in this movie
3: yeah it's it's really not a black and white situation and I, I feel the same way as well and just from before watching this film I've seen a couple of documentaries and listen to podcasts and stuff about the sex industry and the adult entertainment world and in those documentaries it is trying to show it in the lens that is um about empowerment and choice. I think that's what this film does really well is it like juxtaposes the bad and the good against it. So especially that scene with the female director and then when you move to the next scene with those men. What did you think about that? It was horrible.
2: I think it was definitely needed for the film but it, it was like, yeah, horrible to watch. I just hated how much like you know that that definitely does happen and you know that those men also just do not see that they are doing anything wrong. And that when they're like, it's okay, it's okay. They think that they're actually being really great and really lovely. And it's it really like angered me actually.
0: Mm. It was a really hard film to watch at times, just really painful. But I think that at like the core, it's really about consent. And I think that it's such a powerful way to approach this topic. But yeah, there were parts where I was like, I don't know if I can keep going on this. We
3: we talked about already, you know, how um, distressing and um, just shocking the film was at times. What do you think about the graphic nature and how much we see? First of all, n- never seen
2: a vagina in a film. No. Definitely not that close up.
0: I've only seen a bush, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But I thought overall, well we we did see some like very graphic things, but then quite often they would like not show anything even though it was like a porn scene. And I was like, oh, that's actually great that you don't I don't know, do you would you agree or no?
0: Given all of what we see and the nature of the whole thing, I don't believe that there was anything gratuitous that was not like necessary in this film. And, like, I can't even say that about, like, blue is the warmest colour.
2: Agree. Yeah. Because before watching it, someone had said to me, like, yeah, it's basically like you're just watching a porno. So I was like, oh, okay, God, like, this does sound like it's going to be really intense and horrible. So I was really surprised when I was like, no, this isn't like you're watching a porno for, like, two hours at all. I think they got the wrong end of the stick there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I had seen sort of critiques of that as well. And then actually diving into it now I'm like I think that I disagree
3: I think the way that she shot quite a few of the scenes really make you feel like you're in that space and see it like so for the rape scene they show just from her POV looking up at these horrible men and I feel like that feels a lot more like shocking but you don't see any simulated sex actually you're just seeing what she sees
0: and so yeah no you're you're probably right. And like that's so interesting because like it actually is shot in a gratuitous way but it the point of the scenes and the moments at which it's used are like really important to like the message of the entire thing. To you girls do you know anything about this film? Before watching it? Yeah. No,
2: literally just like that person saying, it's like watching a porno. So that was what I went in thinking.
3: Cool. Well, this is another one, which was a short um, and then n- made into a feature, but like quite different. And it'll be really interesting to speak to Ninja later about how what those differences are because I'm pretty sure the short was like 2013 or 14. Did really well. Got into Cannes, Sundance um, and then however many years later, seven, eight, nine, nine years later, um, she she made pleasure. Um, do you have any
0: guesses on budget? Three to five million dollars.
2: <laughs> That's quite a wide range. I'm gonna go, <laughs> maybe I'll go six. Okay, 1.5.
3: Pounds as well, yeah. (gasps) Wow.
2: Oh, wow. I mean, I guess it is her first. There's just so many different things going on. I expected
0: that it would be a lot higher. Yeah. She's obviously just got real good taste. I think it looks expensive. Like, it looks, you know, she's got cool style, I think.
3: I wonder as well, like, this will also be great to find out from Ninja, how much, because there's an improvised element to it, definitely, like, the way that it feels and looks the, I wonder how many scenes she cut or if it was very clear, scene by scene, what she wanted to achieve.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, Cause I also saw that they had some actual people in it from the industry, I think. So What do you know how they were kind of put in there and was that improv or was that script? Yeah, do you know anything about that?
3: Well, I, was going down an IMDb rabbit hole, to be honest, because I didn't even realize. So, so the answer to your question is, Sophia is not a adult entertainer. She's a first time actor. She's never done anything before. I cannot wait to talk about her performance, because fuck, um, but everybody else is um, part of the sex industry, porn industry. Everybody. everyone
2: oh wow okay i did not realize that at all wow so
3: spiegler's girls that's a thing like that's a thing (gasps) that people want to be a part of he is the spiegler guy he's an agent
2: Wow! oh i thought it was just a few sprinkles of people that's amazing i did not realize
3: i i'm pretty sure but i went down a rabbit hole on imdb and porn is on imdb so when I was going through it, I was like, oh, look, they've got other credits, thinking, oh, they must be actors then. <laughs> then obviously the names of the films, I'm like, "Gosh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> 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 I, just, I just thought that was really interesting that like I, I have this perception of what IMDb is, but there's like this ho- whole other part of it.
2: Oh my and God.
3: they are making film, like they're creatives, right?
2: Yeah, they are, they have awards. And everything,
3: yeah, love it. Remember when we went and had photos taken in Bristol, and you were directing me like how I should could, like hold myself because I was just turning into a ball. You know when joy starts
0: directing, me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a different scale, but <laughs> different scale. <laughs> no bananas involved. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. I think that I think that the friendships, like the relationships in it, were really relatable. Um, yeah, I liked it. It was like wholesome. I was like smiling at it a, a lot. She's she's
3: brilliant. The Joy, I think she's she's a really great actress. She is, yeah. She works as an adult entertainer.
2: Yeah, their relationship was really funny actually because Joy is so like, um, full on with her and is like really needy and like I love you blah blah blah, and Bella never says it back and is always just like ugh. But I like I that is such. Uh, that's a relationship that I know and that I see and that like I've been a part of and I don't think that you see that very much and sometimes people don't get it it'd be like well they don't like each other but it's like no that's just that's that that's the love. The only thing that you might see
3: that on is like love your bitch like that kind of chat with between people (laughs) but you know when we watch Fresh I felt like they had quite a good um like realistic at moments anyway chat about like chat between friends and i think this one does as well like the me there's like a meanness like a cattiness to a close friend that you can't really do with all of your mates
2: yeah that was very well done
3: let's speak about sophia oh my gosh dreamy ninja was looking for this person to play balachari for a year and a half apparently saw nearly 2000 girls I don't know to what degree like probably looked through pictures for some and met some and you know I'm really interested to know what she sees in this ca- in the casting process and everyone's telling her you're looking for a ghost like this person doesn't exist a year you know a year into the search and she is quite an intensive by the sounds of things she it wasn't like they were just taking their time and see someone like now and again and then um and then Sophia walks in, and she like knew straight away. And she hadn't done anything before. I think she was a friend of a friend. Um, and then she cast it, and then they spent nine months then developing the script and the character together. And Sophia had a lot of input into certain things with the character, and she also was part of the casting process for people she did scenes with, so that she felt comfortable. Right. And yeah, yeah. But she's she's not worked in porn as far as i'm aware
2: oh my god that is incredible that did well has done this film as well as she has done and and has never done any acting whatsoever
0: i'm probably gonna like paraphrase it really badly but the scene where she's talking with the other girls and she's like but she's basically just like i just love to perform like i love to be in front of the camera and like i think that i'm amazing at it type thing um And I I just really loved that scene a lot. And I just wonder how that came about, if that was anything that, I don't know, that they found together or if that was just like always the point of that character. But I don't know, there's something about it that just felt really um, authentic. Because like, that's how I feel when I look at Sophia. Like that's what she, the movie really starts and ends with her. Like she brings you through all of that. It's so painful to watch. Like it's so confusing. Like you're so conflicted. And like without her and yeah you you kind of like you've f- you can't follow it you know she's really special
2: i don't feel that at any point i questioned her her choices and like you're always on board with what she's doing even though people in that position i think people would judge what they do massively but i think most people watching this film would have watched not questioning her what she does at all
3: that's so interesting to like pick up on that note about her saying I just want to perform and that feeling really authentic because I think that is what it it, it is about her performance it's not just one thing that she's lent on to be authentic in so like if we're watching a a first-time actor the authenticity comes from like maybe one thing like the way that they hold themselves the way that they improvise or like speak to other characters but for her there's authenticity in that like in her um plan I think the way that she has chemistry with Joy is just like amazing but then for me I was I was really enjoying the film but when it came to that scene and then her having the conversation with her agent afterwards I was like what the f-? Fuck!
0: How has she been so small and then she just explodes? Yeah, and it's like it was so authentic that I was convinced that she had had that conversation before, like like that she had been in this industry. But she's like just obviously, you know, done so much research and has so much empathy or like just so much understanding for like this character that she's playing. But that I it was so raw and yeah I, I it was really really a special moment and then you know when she's like do you do you book girls that like don't have an agent just before that they all of the girls have been speaking about setting up their own company and then the guy on the phone goes no but do you have your own company and then she says no but like I'm or she was just happy to do it or something like that I wondered if it was going to go, like, down the route of, like, all of these girls, like, hustlers vibe. Like, they all band together and they have their own thing and they take their revenge. And that, I think, was more of, like, a, the fictionalized version of this story and, and therefore, like, not a good choice. But I did wonder if it was going to go there.
3: Well, that that's something that I was going to ask. What did you think about the story? Because it was it was very, very simple, I think. There wasn't too much you know, going on with where we get to in the end. Did you think that it needed more? Or were you just really happy to go through with the spectacle of it all? all?
2: I was very happy. I felt very content at the end. Not that that's really the type. That's not really how I should describe my overall feelings after this film. But I feel like I, I didn't need any more from from it.
0: It felt like she knew what she wanted to say with this film. I mean, we can get into that with Ninja, but it felt like it was about consent. And then it just, the whole story, like, just centers around that balance, I guess, of, like, what consent means. And the story became very, very simple. But the message, for that reason, the message was even stronger.
3: Yeah, totally. When the girls are in that house, and by the way, that is like a setup that happens. I mean, a lot of this is obviously based on truth. I know that. Well, from looking into it, and then just spent a lot of time in the porn industry, like learning a lot, you know. But the um, in the house with the girls that the agent sets up—that's a real thing. And there's a documentary actually, what called "Hot Girls Wanted," which is on Netflix, which is about. It's basically everything that this is about. But in the documentary it's really good. But it just made me laugh in the house they were all watching Game of Thrones.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh yes, that yeah! Made me laugh that. <laughs> what did you guys think of the end then? When she is in a scene with Ava, who's like the top gal, um and then basically ends up getting a strap on and not being very nice to Ava. Um and yeah, it's quite horrible actually. I
0: didn't I didn't like it. I was like, no, don't do that. Um, <laughs> and I guess I still don't really know how that all like has tied up. I don't actually really know yet still how I feel about that. And that's kind of what I want to speak with Ninja about because I, I, can't, I can't make my mind up really.
3: Yeah, it's a moment where she's like, t- I'm taking control and dominance and like
0: getting her pain out by doing it. To somebody else. Abusing her power in that situation. In the scene. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm, I, I'm just... I don't know. I didn't enjoy that part. But that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be in the film. as like something to remember or something to make you think. I didn't like that.
2: Yeah, but I thought that that was the point. I, I was like, I don't... This is awful. I think it's meant to be awful. And it's like, she's been given a dick. And now she is acting like a horrible man, like how they've acted to her, how they've, yeah, used her. And then afterwards, when she's in the car and she's like, I'm sorry. So she realises that that was not okay. So I was like, okay. I think that was, I thought it was quite like a kind of a literal, like when she has a penis, it was awful.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't really associated it with like her then having like, male genitalia and like that changing her behavior I hadn't really associated those two things before I think like it's definitely good that she's not just like some saint hero who like can do no wrong um because I think that like people aren't like that and so I think for that reason it's really interesting but like it yeah it's just like a real hard pill to swallow
3: yeah I don't I don't know any other way that you would close a story that is quite like linear
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: so true. Yeah, I like that it just all happens in that final, like, 15 minutes. Well, I'm
2: so excited to speak to Ninja.
0: Yeah, I still have so many unanswered questions, so. I think she needs to definitely answer them for us
3: rather than us go, I think. Um, she, can, she can actually give us the answers. So yeah, here we go.
1: now it's
2: time for in In the club
3: welcome back to in the club on frank film club and as we've mentioned many times we're so excited today to have ninja tyberg the director of pleasure join us to chat about the film we have so many questions and we're so excited to dive in so thanks for joining us ninja
1: great thank you for having me
3: I want to start with casting, obviously. Um, so uh, I, I was really interested. I've, I've read a lot about how you found Sophia and um, from a casting perspective, like good on you for like holding strong on finding the right one because she is perfect, like unbelievable. Um, I was wondering how that casting process looked and what you did in auditions because she hadn't done much acting before. And also a second part to that question is, how did you work with um, adult entertainers, with porn stars, and how did you bring them onto the film?
1: Um, yeah, so, um, you know, because everything in the film is based on, on the research that I did. I started 2014 uh, to travel to L.A. and, uh, like, managed to dig my way into the core center of, of the industry, and uh, so um, when I started reading um, writing the script, I had then already, like, all these. Characters like I based everything in the script on real people and uh, even though it's definitely fiction in the way that I'm Like the way I put the story together and the choices that I made like it's it's me like wanting to say something But everything is like I have take like I I didn't like invent stuff um, and um, So some of the, the like characters in the film have been on board a very long time and they knew about the project so yeah, I had like uh like a casting process in 2016 and then in 2018 as well. Um but I knew like some of them I knew very well and uh, they knew that I had written like a version of them for the film. So um and most most people in the industry were just very like positive towards the like idea of making making the film. Um the with Sofia or finding the main character that I didn't decide beforehand that I want to have an amateur, like, I tried, uh, like, everyone. Uh, So I auditioned, uh, like, all the big names in in, in Sweden. I also auditioned, uh, like, sex workers, strippers. We don't have a porn industry in Sweden, but but we were also, like, street casting. I tried every possible way. Uh, It was a bit hard, like, usually when you try to find someone in that age, you can go through certain channels, like, schools or other type of institutions where you can put up ads or ask people to send out in their networks but because of the nature of the scene like no one really wanted to help us uh, it wasn't like the teacher wanted to like yeah like my students like come uh, come pick one because i i it was so important for me that the audience to have the audience like relate to her and um, Um, so I wanted someone that you like immediately liked uh, and someone with a lot of humor and charisma, charming, uh, that was like very tough, but also vulnerable. Like there was all of these parameters that I felt was important uh, for getting the audience to connect with her the right way. Um, but so people around me, like after like four months. Seven months a year of not finding her they started to be like no, but you're chasing a ghost you You've invented this fantasy figure and no one is good enough because no one matches your uh, <laughs> like this uh, uh, yeah, Fantasy figure that you invented But I knew that that was not the case. Like I knew that she's like she's out there some, somewhere somewhere uh, I remember one thing um, in this description that she's probably someone that you notice and that she has like maybe like piercings tattoos like a weird ha- haircut or something that stands out a little bit because it's it has to be someone that is in some way like a little bit extreme because she's going to do something very extreme um so yeah and sofia has like she's just covered in tattoos so and then i send it out to a lot of people that knows a lot of people and then um a friend of mine who owns the biggest nightclub in sweden uh he met her after, at an after party uh where she like came in like 5 a.m. in the morning and we're like stealing the show and we're super like fun and charming and um I also wanted someone to have that had like because I had this have this memory of meeting her the first time and uh she I will have this slow motion feeling of like seeing her and, like there she is and everything is um uh yeah like a, feels like a movie in a way when um how uh, how I found her but um um yeah so the first thing that we did during the audition because i work a lot with improv uh so uh, she had to improvise beating bella uh meeting the agent coming to la meeting an agent and uh like convincing him to sign her because she wants to be the next porn star so that was good because she, like, it was, it's like this casting couch thing almost, like, that they have in, that's a porn category, but that's also how it happens. Uh, they're not having sex, but uh, when when someone, when a girl wants to be a porn star, she goes to this office and meets an agent and, like, have, have to pitch herself. Um, and so that was, like, the situation was also a bit similar to, like, Sofia coming to an audition and... Pitching herself to me, so she could she. I told her to use like the feeling of being nervous and everything in the situation that was similar to the fictional uh, scene we were doing. She should like use it and work with it, and that really yeah. She was very good at that, and um, I was just blown away by her performance. Uh, and she had never acted before. And when I was like wow, like very surprised by that performance, but also uh, when I said thank you. Uh, she was like it was like she woke up and was also like amazed like what what just happened like she because she had never had that experience before so it was fun to see her own um, like discovering that she had this talent
0: so you made your short film in 2013 and uh, and then this film much more recently in the film industry like the way that like sex scenes and intimacy coordinators and like the whole you know protection over actors has developed um how did you you know work with that on this production what was it like for you know to keep your actors safe but also how was it for the like adult entertainers to then sort of have this level of protection that i don't know if they would maybe experienced before
1: no but actually, because we shot um the uh, all the sections in two thousand eighteen um so it was a long time ago now and um um so at, at that time we didn't know about an intimacy coordinator because it's like a very new thing and now, looking back, like I think it's crazy that we like that that it's a new thing that's not um hasn't been an established uh, profession, but at that time i was i did that job and but i it was good because I got a lot of help from the people in the industry. Of course, uh, making sure Sofia was always like that was the number one priority. To, uh, but she was like we were so we got so close, and she was a part of developing the project. Like she went with me to LA to do, also do research uh, to develop the character, and then auditioning. Like if she didn't like a person or didn't have good chemistry or had b- bad vibes. That person didn't get their part. It wasn't like a traditional actor-director relationship, but I felt that she was part of the team. But, uh, and because everyone in the film are from the industry, except her. They were very good at dealing with nudity, of course, because that's what they do all day long. So for them, like they helped. Cause usually, actually, they, they also shoot a lot of softcore in porn. Because at some, there's like porn where you can't sh- see penetration if it's going to be for like a certain like a network channel Um, so they are very good at faking sex as well Uh, and sometimes if like for example guys not hard like they know how to make it looks like you're fucking when you're not so they could help uh, with that as well and also the way that they work because it's such a physical thing they have to you know know okay when are you going to shoot the penis because I I have this it takes this long for me to get hard and then you have to you know talk with each guy differently on what their how long can you stay hard, and if you go down, like, what's the time to get hard again, and, and, because uh, they also had to, like, get hard in front of people, and there was all these uh, extra layers, uh, but um, it was very fascinating, but uh, Sophia was, at at that point, she was also, she had been, like, visiting porn sets with me, and so she was very relaxed, but she's not as naked as it might look, uh, usually she's always, like, she has, like, this uh, patch, um and um, usually like maybe we had like one establishing shot where she's almost naked but then most of it when we're shooting like her like her face she's usually wearing like um sweatpants and um yeah so it, it looks much more brutal or raw than it actually is it's
2: so mad it, so the the research that you did sounds like you were researching for a really really long time what were like some of the big aspects that you took from that research into the script and then did you stick to the script quite a bit or was it quite heavily improvisation
1: yeah I mean everything was in the script it comes from the research because I've been dealing with this with porn as a subject my whole adult life from so many different angles uh like I've studied gender studies with like theoretically I've been part of like feminist porn I way back I was like an anti-porn activist so uh, and I've been part of the discussion for so long but I knew that I have like I actually don't know the world from the inside and I, I have so much, like, so many like, prejudices. Uh, so I decided to come, to enter the world with a very open mind and not beforehand decide anything on what the film would be, but except that it was going to be of course from a female perspective and it would follow a, fem- um, a Swedish uh, young woman. But then I just uh, absorbed everything and uh, like, took like the time to just l- l- let the story come to me I mean, yeah, we we did work a lot with improv uh, because I wanted to capture a certain authenticity. And also there were still like details here and there about how things work in the industry, in that world that I didn't know. So that was really good because I knew that they're always going to be authentic. So depending on the scene, of course, some scenes are much more like important. Like there's certain key lines. It's like I've been digging and digging the whole time. So I also left a lot of space for like, I'm not sure exactly in what direction it will go like maybe we did like two different versions of a scene or I we had we shot more scenes than I knew I knew that all of these scenes are not going to be in the film but I want to be able to in the editing room like fine tune it because of the subject it's so delicate and there's like I wanted to be able to also like keep uh developing it in in editing um, because it's so much like in the moment some of these things is hard to con- like Decide before, under control, it's gonna happen there. And then it's about being very present and like picking up on the right thing. And um, the,
3: the scene that we spoke about quite a bit before was um, the scene where Bella takes some sort of control over, is it Ava, the character?
1: Oh yeah, the strap-on scene, yeah. Mm. So
3: um, I I was just wondering like what you, what you think of that scene and like what you were hoping for that to make us feel
1: that was that scene came very early i think it's the the scene that i I came up with the first it's been from yeah the beginning uh and to me i really like it because it has so many layers i wanted also the the uh, the audience to be facing their like their own misogyny in a way that uh to in the beginning be like yeah like fuck fuck her like or um almost like Charing Bella for abusing or like almost raping a woman or yeah not at, at least being very aggressive and uh, because we built up Ava uh, as this like bitch antagonist and that you just like wanted to punish her and then so Bella when she f- for the first time get in the dominant position and she has this she has this strap on which for me is like a symbol of, like, the idea of the, like, the, the phallos, the penis as a weapon, as this aggressive thing, but that it's all, it's all just like a, a, a social construction, and, uh, yeah, like, um, on has the same, um, it's not about the actual physicality of men, it's a mental thing, so she gets into that headspace and uh, discover this new role, and then uh, she starts to be, like, um, uh, getting like a power kick out of it and then have this all of a sudden when she's like going too far like have this like inner like whoa wait what's happening now and then like and then really face this uh total opposite feeling of um being like aware of of that type of misogyny that is in, like so much porn is built on that type of misogyny and, and uh, abuse toward the female body um and uh yeah, but it's it's like symbolic in so many levels
0: for me. Yeah, Lowry had kind of picked up on the symbolism of that. I hadn't so much. I kind of took from the whole film like this idea around consent and then at the end like you see this kind of like flip reversal where your hero is then kind of like in the position of power where she's still abusing that and I just, yeah, I thought that it just, yeah, made it very complex and although I didn't want Bella to like make bad choices like it's not really the way that people are and it's just like interesting to see her kind of go on that power trip when given the opportunity to.
1: Yeah and it was important for me also to because it's not about um, that to for her to also be able to be the, uh, unsympathetic or uh, like that she can be the per- perpetrator. Yeah, of course, she's, she's a victim in some situation and she's a woman in patriarchy. So we're always like victims of patriarchy, but that doesn't reduce us to being only victims. We can also be all of the other, everything else and power is a complex thing. And yeah, I think it was very interesting or important to not only put her in the victim position through the film. Yeah,
2: well, you did it so well. And yeah, that scene, we had really good chats about that. And I think it... Does it makes you so uncomfortable but in like the way that I now know that you meant for it to be well thanks so much for coming on it's been so good meeting you
0: thank you for having me it's a really really incredible film and we're so excited to see what you do next um and we really appreciate you taking the time to chat about it it's really interesting to hear you speak on it That was so good. If ever there was a bonus episode to need to be done, then... I know. We've really outdone ourselves. (laughs) Gosh, Ninja is just really, really incredible. I can't wait to see what she does next. Wow. On IMDb Pro, she is
3: optioned, or it's optioned, that she will be directing Witches of Eastwick with Warner Brothers. Oh, (gasps) wow. Oh,
0: interesting. That's cool. Wow that sounds good. That might be next. Wow final thought. What did you think Han? Turning it around. (laughs) Um,
3: I'm just obsessed. I'm just obsessed with any project that really takes the time to research, to character develop, to find people who work within the story. To like that story about her finding um, Sophia is like the stuff of dreams for me, I get off on that, trust me. Pleasurable. <laughs> really gets me going. <laughs> um, I just, I really appreciate the artistry, and um, this film is, um, probably not one that I would, I think I've watched it now, and I, I probably won't revisit it, it's not like one of those films, but it is so memorable, and so original, and so authentic, and I, um yeah, I really appreciate learning more about it from Ninja as well. What
0: about you? Well, <laughs> I I think this film is so important. And I was, like, very intimidated to watch it. Like, I just, I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable diving in because I knew that it was going to be such a difficult subject matter and I just had no idea how it was going to be approached. Um and I think, well, it's just all in the work that Ninja's done. Like, she has really researched this and she has told something that's so authentic. And the fact that all of these actors, uh, these like adult film actors are like so supportive and have so much input, like, it makes it um, just a really important snapshot of a world that I really know very, very little about. And I think when something can be such a powerful first film, visually stunning like you know she's a real artist and like it come isn't this isn't a documentary like this is her fictional retelling of like this world when it can be that but then also be so educational like it's just a real balancing act and i have huge respect for for this movie and i think it's so important and i really hope that people watch it because it's it's um it's important it's important
2: yeah agree I completely echo your thoughts there really the fact that it was almost entirely a cast of people who work in that industry obviously shows that these issues are really real you know that it's being told in a very truthful way um, and that they obviously really trust ninja to tell that story and she's really really done her research so there's like no better person to tell it than her I actually think it's a really incredible film Um, I think Sophia is amazing and Bella Cherry is a really incredible character to watch because she's so ambitious and flawed and she's just like a great character to carry the story.
0: It kind of does make me, I've been doing press recently for Pistol which is based on the Sex Pistols and it's like a fictional retelling and so you know it's not supposed to be like what actually actually happened. Um, but, like, there's just no way that all of the people who are still with us who are involved in Pistol, there's no way that every single one of them would be so supportive, like, of the the show that was made, right? Um, and, like, maybe that wasn't the intention, but for this to be, like, an incredibly, like, entertaining fictional film, but still have that level of, like, support and like passion from like the people who it directly affects like watching this movie is going to make you think things about the like sex industry and like there's a huge responsibility that comes with that um and i just yeah i think that she's done really well
2: yeah and i i really liked hearing um about her thoughts on the, that um later scene with ava I was also yeah. really chuffed that I guessed it right. So. Yeah, you always
0: do. You've got such good instincts with that. Like you really, I love hearing your opinion. I'm both of yours, but I I always learn new things from you both when we're watching something. Very, very good work. Top marks for Lowry on this Thanks, one. Guys. Very, very good, Lowry. You called it. She just knows.
1: <laughs>
3: mm. Okay, well, we'll be back very soon for series for a frank film club we might even have some more bonus episodes who knows
0: just keep keep your eye who knows
3: (laughs) follow us on instagram at frank film club for updates and to keep in touch with us and if you like this podcast go and give us a five star review because it really helps other people find the film club yeah 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 Yeah. bonsoir mon
2: ami (laughs) Bonsoir. (laughs) Au
3: Au
0: (laughs) This podcast was presented by Rapt. Planning for your next trip?
2: Elevate your travel style with Quince.